The final edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighbourhoods and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. Hi, I'm Tony Hendra. And I'm Jeff Chrysler. And this is the final edition Radio Hour. So, Jeffers, for this show, I'm going to blow my own trumpet a bit. Okay, Mr. Hendra, you do that. You pay the bills. A couple of weeks ago, a movie began shooting in L.A. called A Futile and Stupid Gesture. It's all about the National Lampoon and its glory days in the 70s. Its star is Will Forte, who plays one of the founders, Doug Kenny. What about you, Mr. Hendra? You were the first editor hired by the founders. Who plays you? A very funny Brit called Matt Lucas, who played the um, brother of the obnoxious Brit couple in Bridesmaids. His sister was Rebel Wilson. Right, right. They kicked Kristen Wiig out of her apartment. Exactly. And I'm worried, Jeffers. See, Matt is either bald or has a shaved head, and he's, well, pretty portly, of generous girth. Wow, Mr. Hendra, at the lampoon, you weighed 160 pounds, and that blonde hair almost out of your butt crack. Yeah, maybe they'll buy him a wig. It's not that, Jeffers. Will he be able to do a good John Lennon? John Lennon? Yeah. Like this. I resent the moment for your focus. Tell me, what do you know? A lot of faggot middle-class kids wearing long hair and trendy clothes. Look, I'm not your fucking parents, and I'm sick of upside hippies coming knocking at me door with a fucking peace symbol. Get this fat fat. I don't owe your fuckers anything, and all I got to say is fuck you. Wow, Mr. Hendra, is that you? Yeah. And it's pretty much the only good thing I ever did at the Lampoon. I just don't know if Matt's up to it. Maybe you'll end up on the cutting room floor. I usually do. Don't worry, Mr. Hendra. You still got the, the final, final edition, edition Radio, Radio Hour. Hour. Man on the street. More information is turning up about Donald Trump including his treatment of women in private, and that he once posed as his own publicist. The final edition asked the man on the street, what do you think? I don't like Donald Trump and I don't support him, but I'm glad that he has spare swimsuits for women in his house because that is a sign of being a good host. To be fair, she was 26, so clearly he does not believe in age discrimination. Look, he appreciates older women. Trump believes in women's equality. He believes that all women are the same. I have it on good authority that Donald Trump doesn't treat these women any worse than he treats his daughter. Are we 100% that Trump didn't think she was a Barbie doll? Yeah, he makes every man that goes to Mar-a-Lago try out his kung fu grip. I just feel like that's sending my creepy old uncle out into the world to represent America. I'm just glad NBC took The Apprentice out of the hands of someone who abuses women and gave it to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Trump is going to bring peace to the Middle East by going to Saudi Arabia and agreeing with them about women. Gone all over the world to investigate human rights abuses, and I've learned a lot of what we could do. Gird your loins for another straight-shooting episode of Oh That George, the hilarious misadventures of George Zimmerman, the bad little boy who always gets away with it. This week, Strapped for Cash. Zimmerman!
It's your landlord, Joseph T. Bainbridge III. Where's my rent? Sorry about the delay, Mr. Bainbridge III, but you'll have your money real soon. I got a plan that can't miss. Why, you thimble fambling flop doodle? I want my money now. And you'll get it, Mr. Bainbridge III. I'm selling the most valuable thing I have. My gun. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Yep. It's the gun I used to kill an unarmed black teenager named Trayvon Martin in 2012. And it's gonna be worth millions. Zimmerman, if this is another one of your harebrained schemes. Honest engine, Mr. Bainbridge III. Just look, somebody already bid $65 million. $65 million? Who would bid $65 million for a $300 gun? It says it's some fella named Racist Nick Shootface. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Wait a minute, George Zimmerman. I don't think that's a real name. Really? Oh gosh, that's disappointing. But no worries, who's the next highest bidder? It's a bid of $49 million from Skeevy McChildkiller. Then I'll sell it to him. He sounds like an honest Joe. Zimmerman, you hay-footed foozler. That's a fake name too. Really? Gosh. Who are the other bidders? They can't all be fake. Limp noodle butt sandwich? Sounds British. Bigoted skin flop? I think I know him. Half widow Thuggerson? Numb nuts found bigot face? Plug headed Gunowitz? Pea stained dandy prot? George Zimmerman is a sack of broken jagged rectal thermometers? Hey! I wonder if I'm related to that guy. Hitlerian twiddle diddle? Confederate ass dip, loser McWannabe, human polyp, prolapsed rectum, racialist bedlamite, incompetent sociopathic negrophobe, homicidal microcephalic dogmatist. Well, I don't like them homicides, but I'll sell to one of those other guys. George Zimmerman, you slack-jawed by the ground hugger muggering self-righteous glorified rageaholic. Every one of those names is fake. Well... Do you want to buy my gun? It's the one I'm pointing at you right now. Zimmerman! Ah, oh, Zimmerman! How are you going to get away with this one? Tomorrow, George Zimmerman gets into another domestic dispute. And everyone's still surprised. That's next time on Old That George. <laughs> Now, a very special serious world news report from war reporter Toddler. Dada, I'm here at the grown-up stuff. As you can see, it is bad with Stranger Danger. A constant barrage of uh-uhs and boo-boos have turned this once ha-ha-go place into a no-no zone. Grown-up talks continue between the grown-ups and grown-ups, but with little progress toward okay happy smiles. At this point, many have worry tummy about whether one grown-ups will take ball and go home. Locals of Gugudad are frowning, filled with sad monsters, unsure if they will have enough wawa or num-nums to get through the Santa times. Dada that appeared to be a boom-boom box very close to owie range. Going bye-bye now, my name is Dylan, and I'm this many. This has been a very special Serious World News Report from War Reporter Toddler.
everyone. I am Professor Michaela Williams. I will be your proctor for this examination, the SAT. You will have four hours to answer all the questions. You may begin the essay portion, for which you will have 25 minutes when I give the signal. You may begin now. Hello there. You are the only person in this room reading these words. Welcome, Brandon Merriweather, to the Legacy SAT. Do not worry, you're going to be fine. The college of your choice, Princeton University, has already accepted you. Do not exhibit extreme emotion. Do not high five the student next to you. Do not clench both fists and hiss yes under your breath. Keeping your cool while receiving massively privileged treatment is the main life lesson you must learn from taking this test. As you know, Brandon, the Supreme Court has ruled that race should not be a factor in college admissions. But we know, don't we, that being white and well off with a parent who attended Princeton University should always be a factor, because in a stable society, hereditary privilege ensures continuity. Don't worry if you find that last sentence hard to grasp; it will not affect your score. As you can see from your answer sheet, an essay on the given assignment has been completed for you. You don't need to read it, but trust us, you express yourself very clearly, and your thoughts are well organized, but not so brilliantly as to attract unwanted attention. What about the other sections? You ask. Well. Many of the misguided folks who criticize the legacy system say a legacy has an advantage over others of about 160 points in his or her final score. But we thought, what the hey? Why waste your valuable time? Why not just answer all the questions in all the sections correctly, except for 160 points worth? <laughs> And no, Mr. Merriweather. You do not have to figure out what 1,600 minus 160 is. FYI, it's 1,440. Good score, but not perfect. That's right. So as not to attract unwanted attention. So all you have to do for the next four hours is look busy and fairly intelligent. Excellent training for all those tedious board meetings and HR gender bias hearings you're going to have to be sitting through. That is, after you graduate cum laude from Princeton University. Oh, and by the way, Brandon, we take care of that too. The final edition radio hour will be right back, just like your cancer. Welcome back to the final edition radio humpback. Uh, excuse me. Hi there. I'm Randall. I'm an intern. The home office sent me out here. What do you want? Can't you see I'm busy? You didn't fill out your self-evaluation form. No, I did not. I can't do two things at once. What am I supposed to do? Just let this go? Well, they told me to just ask you the questions and write down your responses. Is that okay? Oh, fine. Whatever. It's not like it matters. Great. Let's get started. Name? I'm Sisyphus. Duh. Rock. Hill. Hello. Sorry. Have to ask. And uh, what is your position? 
My position? Your title. What do you actually do? I roll this rock up this hill, you dimwit! And every time I do it, it rolls back down to the bottom! Fraternity! Oh. oh, and I'm the dumb one. Look, is this really necessary? Uh, sorry, just a few more questions. How would you describe the nature of your work? Clerical? Managerial? Executive? Uh, I don't know. It's labor-intensive. How about if I write down that it's Sisyphean? Huh? <laughs> okay, I kind of like that. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being best, how would you rank your job satisfaction? Seriously? Gotcha. I'm just going to write down one for this whole section. Now, yes or no, do you feel that your goals at work are clearly explained to you? Uh, weirdly, that's a yes. Uh -huh. Do you feel confident that you can achieve those goals? Hmm. Uh, well... I keep doing it, don't I? Ah! I'll take that as a yes. Next, where do you see yourself in fi- Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna skip to the end. How would you describe the essential nature of your job? Oh, well, well, philosopher and writer Albert Camus says that the very lucidity that was to constitute my torment at the same time crowns my victory. Uh, there is no fate that cannot be surmounted by scorn. Even a universe devoid of meaning is neither sterile nor futile. The very struggle itself is enough to oh, fill a man's heart. But in your own words? Sucks. Oh no! Oh shit! Not again! Look out below! Wow. Tough break. I gotta go to my next uh, interview. Do you uh, know where a... Prometheus is? <sighs> Over that way. The guy with the eagle eating his liver. You'll hear the screams. Fuck. Now I gotta start over. Say, you don't want to give me a hand, do you? Can't. I've been sentenced to spend eternity giving questionnaires to mythical figures. Wow. And here I was feeling sorry for myself. We're gonna rock, 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 And now, the continuing adventures of Captain Bobo, Space Bear. Today's episode, number 23, Be All My Sins Remembered. Captain Bobo, I'm picking up several ships approaching at high speed. Should we take evasive action? Yes, sir. Ensign Lars, hard to port. There's too many of them, Lieutenant. They already have us surrounded. Damn, she's right. What are your orders, Captain Bobo? Salmon? There's no time for that. They're readying weapons. Should we return fire? We're being hailed. All right, put it through, communications guy. Ah, Captain Bobo. We meet again at last. Emperor Gorbless. Quiet, lapdog. I'm speaking to your master. Captain Bobo, you are surrounded. Prepare to surrender. <laughs> ah, defiance. Very well. My soldiers need target practice. Your surviving crew will become slaves of the Tablecloth Empire. The Tablecloth Empire? Shut up! I know what it means in your language. In my language, it's very impressive. <laughs> Big words. But I hear the fear in your voice, Captain Bobo. Now, say whatever your culture's equivalent of prayers are. We call them prayers. Silence! Now, my slave children, open fire! <laughs> Is this the grisly end of Captain Bobo? 
Will the fearless crew escape Emperor Gorbalus's steel trap of death? Or will they be forced to bear the yoke of slavery? Find out next week on The Adventures of Captain Bobo Space Bear! Good morning, California. I'm Trisha Briggs, live here on VDX with your local weather update. It's going to be a sunny day in Los Angeles, starting out a little cooler. 61 degrees right now in Santa Ana. Psst. Psst. Uh, Santa Ana with an area of rising, er... Jerry, what are you you doing? Just put this on. What? This cardigan. Put it on. I'm sorry, what? We're getting complaints about your dress. You're kidding. No. So? It's not even that low cut. Maybe it's a Jesus thing. Who knows? Anyway, cardigan, okay? Thanks. Perfect. Um, so, er... An area of rising pressure is bringing with it some warmer temperatures getting up into the high 70s by mid-afternoon with... Trisha. Trish. With a light breeze. And good news if you're an allergy sufferer. Today, well... Just take this. Nuh-uh. We're seeing low levels of pollution, likely a result of yesterday's... Put it on. I'm not wearing your biker jacket. But it's vegan. And it zips all the way up to the neck. No. Seriously, Trish, we're getting complaints that even with the cardigan, you're a bit, well, you know. No, I don't know. Well, that you have breasts. No shit, Sherlock. Come on, this is important. We only have a few viewers, so a few complaints is a massive percentage of our viewers. It's just a jacket. Wow. Okay, then. Rain. Yes, rain. Yesterday's rain. That band of clouds heading southwards, bringing cooler temperatures over the next couple of... The fuck, Jerry? It's a scarf. It's a blanket? Either way, just drape it round, nice and covered up in the chest area. I'm a meteorologist, you know. I know. I have a master's degree in atmospheric sciences. Yeah? From Yale. Still... Could you maybe wear this? Okay, this is ridiculous. Listen up, viewers. Let's get one thing straight. Yes, I had a baby. No, I'm not breastfeeding. Repeat, not breastfeeding. Oh, well, apparently that's fine. Get those boobs back out again. Rack up, tits central. And now back to the weather. Are you a non-smoker, former smoker, or someone who's trying to quit smoking? Do you have a wife and kids who are draining the life out of you day in, day out? Well, now you can abandon them with impunity, but without compromising your anti-smoking lifestyle. Just tell them you're running to the store to pick up some proverbial brand cigarettes. Proverbial brand cigarettes offer all of the pretense of leaving the house with none of the well-documented detriments of smoking. Side effects include freedom, a good night's sleep, No expensive alimony checks, not having to see that horrible brat's face, and most importantly, not throat cancer. So the next time your new baby girl won't stop fucking crying! God! (sighs) Tell her you're heading out to pick up proverbial brand cigarettes. Because you've gone a long way, baby. A long way. 
And for a more refreshing made-up experience, try new proverbial brand mentholated cigarettes. Mmm, that's proverbial. final edition, we know that lady journalists have role models too. Barbara Walters, Diane Sawyer, that Hungarian photographer who tripped those refugees last year. Remember her? People looked at her and saw a horrible person. Not me. I saw the people that horrible person did not trip. I saw the refugees who were quick and athletic enough to avoid her. And when I looked at them, I couldn't help but think, wow, how do I get into great shape like that? My next guest has the answer. It's his hot new workout program, Tough Mudder 2, Crossing Borders. Please welcome George L. Assad. Hello. Your workout seems so intense, like an Iron Man. Ha <laughs> ha yes. Except you could die. Let's go! Okay, I'll just get my... Oh, what was that for? Stretching, serious style. Sucks. <laughs> yes. Okay, you must go through obstacles to get over there. What's over there? Germany. I'm trying to get to Germany? Why would I... Airstrike from your own government! Run, run, run! But I haven't gotten to... No time, no time. It's probably mustard gas. Go, go, go! Run through that cornfield! Ow! Now the Crest core obstacle course. Did you hear she got the front page? So you're going to BuzzFeed? I'm actually doing branded content right now. Avoid the follow-up questions. Watch out for that blogger. How authentic is your ethnicity? Do you self-identify? Do you take Bitcoin? You made it. Now, come here, baby. What? I said come here. You know you want this. What are you doing? You're a refugee and a woman. No one would believe anything you say, baby. Get off me! Ah, that's good. That's one rep. Three more! Get the frick away from me! Get away! I will frickin' kill you! Okay, ow. Okay, it's good, good. Very believable. Now, onto that boat! What boat? That's two dead bodies tied together with rope. Get on now! Before others climb on and sink it! You capsized! Make for the shore! I'm trying! What are these things I have to hold in the air? Those are, uh, children. Whose children? Does it even matter? Hold them in the air and die, or drown them and swim. Your choice. Oh, God. I'm going to be sick. Good, good. That means you're feeling the burn. Okay, now you're on shore. It's nighttime. Quietly. Fight this mother of five for that blanket. Her husband was just beheaded. Use your core. Bend at the knees. My children. My children. Oh, this reeks. What's on it? It's from Iran, inspired by American smallpox blankets. <coughs> this is almost over. Almost. Now it is morning. You're at the border. Pump those legs. I don't understand. What am I supposed to do? He wants to know your classification. I'm a, a, I'm a, a, a migrant. He thinks you're undercover ISIS. I'm a refugee. Not good enough. Try harder. Keep the heart rate up. Break through the wall. Um, uh, 
Oh, God. Oh, oh, I'm white. Oh, Dick Fracken wurde Mieterbier. You did it, you did it, you did it. He wants to invest in your startup. Oh, my God, that was totally inhumane. I know, right? In our next training session, a German rapes you. Then you're sent back home. Sounds great. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Final Edition Radio Hour. As our loyal listeners may be aware, now and then, we have conversations with great luminaries from the world of comedy, media, art, letters, if that's a thing. Uh, and sometimes we talk with Lee Papa, the Root Pundit, uh, author of the Root Pundit Blogspot. And uh, I always forget the name of your book. The Rude Pundit's Almanac. I think we're well past that book now. Uh, yeah, yeah like, I know. Well, I know. You keep advertising you know, my book because that's all. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't accomplished a lot, Lee, so I have to <clears throat> mention the small ones. Uh, anyway, I'm joined today. We are joined today. Everyone is joined today by Lee Papa, the Rude Pundit, uh, for our once every now and then discussion of all things that we fit into 15 minutes. 15 so, minutes? Yeah, we edit a lot of... We mostly edit you out. Okay, good. Um, good. And it works that way. It's it's sort of like the Democratic nominating process where they edit out Sanders. No one even acknowledges when he wins by like one percentage point and gets the same amount of delegates in a state. You know, it's... What's up with Sanders? Why are his uh, followers becoming the young Gestapo? I don't think they're becoming the young Gestapo. I just think that he is a perfect storm of youth, internet culture, unrealistic expectations, people who are just learning about politics and not realizing that getting into politics means that you must deal with a series of disappointments that you then chalk up to compromise and, well, at least we got a half measure done. You know, the arc of history bends, it doesn't turn 90 degrees type thing? Yes, yes. I think, thought it was that it didn't go in a straight line. It doesn't really matter. It's not. It's an arc. It's okay. like in St. Louis. <coughs> I, I feel like you sort of hit the nail on the head with the youth, that there's a bit of that millennial culture of people never getting disappointed or getting what they want or else blaming someone else. Uh, I also sort of wonder if it's been a little bit of um, a trickle-over effect from Trump in that sort of yelling and being bombastic has proved to work in the political system. Uh, or you mean, you mean, hey, they get to do it, so can't we? Why do they get to have all the fun yelling at people? and be, I want to beat up somebody. I, wanna, I can't be a black guy because that's not who we are, but I want to beat somebody up. They're going to beat up an old person. Maybe. No, well, th- well they'd have to be beat Bert, up Bernie. Bernie yeah. <laughs> no, not, not exactly that it, they, they want to just beat up people, godly, but that they see, I know you know what I'm talking about, that they see, like, sort of the benefit of just being yelly and shouty and the old, like, annoying argument uh, tactic of just being the yelly and obnoxious guy. But, you know, know, here's the deal, though. What's the deal? The deal is that if if Bernie and his, and his, and the Bernadettes were going up against 
Uh, Bernadette Peters and the Peterettes. Yes, yes. I'd like, I, I, there was a time when I would have loved to, for her to have Bernadette it all over my Peter. But we're, a second. we're old. A cigarette. We're old. What do you mean we're old? We're so old. Have you met Tony Hendra? <laughs> like, <come on. laughs> we were talking last night. He's like, man, Cleopatra was hot back in the day. <laughs> Did he get some? Uh, no. Well, no. he carried, he was on the, the front right of her little... Thing that you carry with the two poles. Oh, that's, that's very nice. A very nice. Does that have a name? Yeah, they do, and I don't know it right now. Anyway, so back to Bernadette's and the Bernie. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but, but Bernie and the debts. <laughs> so I think that uh, that what they're. Oh shit! I just lost my train of thought. Now I was talking about the uh, them following Trump tactics of yelling conversationally and sort of being the loudest in the room, and you were saying that. No. <laughs> this is what American politics has evolved into. We start having a conversation, then we think about Bernadette's boobs in that one movie, and then you you lose you lose sight of things. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you, I will say, can I say something a little prejudicial against Bernie? Sure. Can I do that. Oh, yeah. I remember what I was going to say. The okay. thing about Bernie and the Bernadettes is that they. The Republicans, when the, the the Trump the Trump people, they were screaming and chasing away political neophytes for the most part, on the Republican side. Hmm. Uh, all the people that were running, virtually none of them were on the main stage. Were experienced presidential or, right. or politicians. Why did Santorum had run a few times? But I'm talking about people that were on the main stage, yes. and. Uh, and so, and so, they didn't really know how to deal with it. And I, but I think that you've got Hillary Clinton, who's been been screamed at for the last twenty five years right. of her life. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, kids, you know, you can maybe shut the fuck up for a little while. And uh, right, well, she, I always picture her just handling this whole thing like at those Benghazi hearings. That not that she's dismissively rolling her eyes. I think she sees Bernie and her his followers. That there's some validity there, but she's not like worried about it. She's not going to overact. Like like when we were watching the debate, we were rambling the debate when Rubio tried to insult Trump. You're like, oh, he's done. He yeah. fell into the trap. Oh, yeah. He doesn't yeah. know what he's that's doing. It. And that's I fear that with Hillary. I fear that you know with the when they tried the dangerous Donald thing out. It's like no, 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 no. Right. You're playing but not against. Uh, you're playing. You're playing his game. Right. Don't play his game. Make a new game and force him to play it. Exactly. Make the game be... Well, we'll get to the general election eventually. But make yes, the game be, do yes. you want to have the country survive or be a joke? Right. But the other thing is... <coughs> and I'm sorry, but I have always had a problem with really old candidates. You know, Bernie will be 75 years old when he starts. Yeah. And... You know, you can say all you want about the wisdom of the age and all of that, and that's fine. But everybody you know, pretty much, with one or two exceptions, when they hit their mid seventies, it goes downhill. Quickly. It is. It goes downhill fast. Well, especially one because little thing, one little thing can push can push an old person over the edge. Especially because Democratic presidents have typically, I'd say, in my lifetime, been actual engaged executives making things happen. Right. Whereas Republican de- presidents have sort of been like figurehead CEOs. Yes. Maybe with the exception of George H.W. Bush, but certainly Reagan and Bush were not the or, brains or that, behind that, the operation. You know, the last time they the, that 
Well, I mean, no, George W. Bush was was youngish, so he was young. But 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 I'm I'm saying the the reason why age matters. I think a, a Democratic administration, and admittedly, Bernie might try to recreate it, is geared for the president to run it. Right. Whereas dead right. Republican ones have been for the president to sort of like nod as his key advisors, his Rasputin, tell him what to do. Right, right. Um, so it matters that that Bernie's going to would be eighty three at the yeah. end of two well, terms. Yeah, well, yeah, Bush was essentially Cheney's meat puppet. Right. So and same with Reagan. I mean, he was not. I don't think he was a brain. Anyway, but um, but I, the, my point my point is that I don't think. I think that the age thing matters, and as much as we want to pretend and be to to borrow, you know, Donald Trump's misuse of the term politically correct, um, I, it is an issue. Health, the health of the person who is going to become president, is an issue. Right. But this is an issue that <clears throat> hasn't really been brought up because <clears throat> Hillary, as many have said, hasn't brought up Bernie's negatives really to speak of. No, and because they would, she hasn't and, needed to, and because she right. knows that would alienate. Right, and it's been. I mean, I, I don't necessarily believe that all the negative bashing that um, that Bernie supporters are doing at Hillary, like people say, you're doing the Republican Party's work for. No, the Republicans were going to do all this shit anyway, whether Bernie started it earlier or not. Um, I mean, I, I think it's unseemly that they're like continuing to repeat the same stuff. It's like the more you hear it, the more it seems true. But uh, the uh, flip side of that is that. Bernie would be a lamb walking into that Republican buzzsaw of the negativity. Oh, I yeah. Mean, he's, <clears throat> he's gotten as far as he's gotten without having to face that. And, you know, obviously I think we both would support Bernie over Trump, but I just, I don't know. No, no, I'm going Jill Stein. Oh. Jill Stein, 2016. Good. Um, I just, what I hope is that, that the Bernie supporters at some point can sort of recognize what you said about the incremental and not even incremental but like a step by step change they they have altered the conversation of the democratic de- uh, primaries and i think they've altered the conversation of everything they've basically made occupy wall street part of the national platform and <clears throat> i hope that they can recognize that success and not blow it up with a all or nothing approach well and you know you know the, they they see that the big things can happen like um, like same sex marriage but you also have to remember that many, when something big happens, it is generally because the courts say that the way you're doing shit is wrong, and you know you need to correct, and, and we're correcting it. Yeah. So all of your laws that say that same-sex couples can't get married—that's bullshit. Welcome to the revolution. It revolution. I mean, you know, when's the last time? I mean, the last. I mean, and you—they're—they're you, they're forgetting that. Even something that is an incremental change can have a profound societal effect, like Obamacare. Right. Which, which ironically shows Obamacare was, quote-unquote, the best we could do with a 60-person Democratic Senate. And well, a pres- one of them was Lieberman. Right. <clears throat> I realize. But my point is, like, with a, the, a more, bigger majority Democratic Senate than you're probably going to get for a long time, uh, a president with a gigantic popular mandate... And this being his basically his primary objective going in, the best we could do was Obamacare, which is great, but even itself was a bit of a compromise. Well, that's, so because, that's, because, the de- that's because the Democrats were such pussies they about were, it. I don't, yes, it, it could have been handled differently. Obama should have there, but should have been a roadshow. Obama should have Obama should have essentially just told anybody any Democrat who was going to balls and or, cut them off. Right, go, any Democrat that was going to go against him was going to be primary. That, that should have been it. 
Well, Obama's one of one of his two main faults in my mind is he his trust in the process. Um, I think he trusted the process to work for his, too long, right? And his other, I always think, he just didn't see hasn't sold his accomplishments. He had like if, if right if a uh, if he would be more worshipped than Reagan if he had Reagan's PR for the things that have gone on. Oh, if if, if George, imagine you know the the one and the one time he did come out and say, "Hey, we killed Obama." I'm not Obama. Oh wow! Dun 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 dun! Oh my God! What have I done? You're I, a Bernie bro. You hate black people. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Alex Jones is going to pick this up and say, "You see, there's always a plot." No, there. Would be uh, awesome if Alex Jones picked us up on the final edition or Cheater in the Rude. There is no Cheater in the Rude. <laughs> Cheater in the Rude is dead. Long live Cheater in the Rude. Anyway, you were going to say something? Yes. If George Bush, had, if if unemployment had gone from whatever was was it ten to ten to, to s- five or four and a half, yeah. Or gas oh, prices had fallen in oh, half. Bush would have walked My out dick there. got an inch bigger. Like, Bush would, would have, have walked out there, put his balls on the lectern, and said, enjoy my balls. And then his balls would have played a little Mexican hat dance tune. I couldn't think of the tune. I was right there with you. I was thinking maracas of him. Tiny little ball maracas? Yes. You know... I actually would like to run on a platform of ball maracas. Ball maracas? <laughs> That's actually going to be Bernie's uh, vice presidential pick. Yeah? Ball maraca? I had a weird dream last night that Bernie picked a VP. Can I, is that true? Or yeah. was I just dreaming? Yeah. Okay. Nobody's picking... Nobody's pulling a, a cruise and saying, and saying, you know... God, I miss him. I do, Did you see his goodbye video? The one where he, like, knocked his wife in the face? No, no, no. He, his campaign put out a video of, you know, there will be a second act. And it's it's like this five minute video. Of he's gonna people, be people talking about like, oh, here's what Ted Cruz meant to me. Ted Cruz, when he came on the scene, I thought, now there's a man, there's a man that I can actually spread my legs and masturbate to. And you know, it was more or less what it was. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be wrong. Oh, and then he cried. He cried in the video oh, like a little bitch. Oh, he's gonna keep coming back. Oh, he is. He is. So what? Unless he gets. When does he do for an election? Is this his? Uh, he filed to. He filed to run again. I think. Uh, but I think 2018 is when he's up for election. I guess I don't know. It's gonna. I would love. Imagine. It's too bad this isn't a year with. Um, this isn't a a, a ten year thing. Meaning like it isn't 2020 when we could sweep a bunch of elections that would then set the uh, the districts. Isn't, isn't it every 10 years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, they, they've got that set up pretty good so that we always get dicked over. Although, there's the potential of a Supreme Court case uh, coming up that will say, no. You can't be dicks. You can't be dicks about your districts. All right, so uh, we've talked a little bit. We've been a little negative on Bernie. We have a sketch about Bernie's scandal that maybe I'll remember to, to play later. I don't know if you've heard it, but Bernie, there was a sex tape. Oh, discovered really? Discovered Bernie Sanders' yeah. sex tape. Yeah. Um, when you listen to the show, I know you listen religiously. You oh, know, I do. You'll get, I you'll, do. Go check it out. Uh, Trump is not really worth wasting too much breath on right now. He's doing his Trump thing. He's he's laying low, deciding if he's going to try to sabotage it or... Um, you have a fax machine? Yeah. Who the fuck has a fax machine I'm anymore? over 25! <laughs> Haven't you ever had to fax anything? What, do you just take pictures with your phone and send it from your phone? 
I, I have something that converts a photo to a PDF that I can send. Yeah, like a fucking grown-up. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be like a new political division. It's just like the midterms will be, <laughs> midterms will be decided by fax users. You know what? Once you know what? Clinton people use fax machines. Bernie people. We take photos and email them. De Blasio is a Clinton person, right? Is he what? De Blasio is a Clinton De Blasio person. is a Clinton person. Um, that's a whole nother story. Uh, all right. Um, anything else that's happened in the news for the last week that you want to bring to our attention? Anything? We, we have a, we have a minute. You have a minute. Uh, there was a big oil spill again in the Gulf of Mexico. Who cares? That's kind of bad. Um, there was, uh, let's see. I don't know. What else has been going on? Nothing. It's just the campaign. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you know, there's other horrible things going on. You know, there's still no, no action really in Flint. Um, even though President Obama went and drank a glass of water there. Bathrooms? Are bathrooms still gay? Oh, bathrooms, yes. Bath- well, except, you know, places are saying, no, ain't no way, no how am I going to let no... I'm going to North Carolina. You are? Well, by the time this airs, I will have been in North Carolina. And, uh, oh, so everything we're talking about will be completely out of date by the time this airs? No, just the part about me going to North Carolina. Oh, okay. Tomorrow, which is will be in the past by the time anybody but us listens to this. Oh, um, I'm, not, I'm really not listening right now. Should I do something in a bathroom there? What should I do? Hey, listeners. You're not transgender. You're not transgender. I so be. if you cross-dress and go into another bathroom, that's not really allowed. What about tucking? What about just... Tucking it in. No, you. It's not. You know, cross tra- transvesticism. And is that real? <laughs> yes, it's part of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> transvestism. <laughs> All transvestists. Yes. Ghostbusters reboot. Being a transvestite and being transgender are two different things. I ain't afraid of no dick. All right, this has been uh, final edition radio hour discussion with Lee Papa. Are you looking forward to the new Ghostbusters? I will watch it if it comes on someplace that I am. I will not go out to see it. What? I won't go to the movies Do and pay to see you hate women? What if Some what women. the reviews are that it's just the greatest I don't go see anything. Film. I have, like, I got shit to do, man. I got to plan this whole nip-tuck thing for my trip to North Carolina. I don't have time for movies. All right. I think it'll be fine. I've, I have accepted that my past uh, will be recreated. Um for the future children. Do you hear the they're doing an all-female Ocean's Eleven? Are they really? I guess they are. How uh, much can they work? Poor Melissa McCarthy exactly. and Kristen Wiig. <laughs> are they going to be in it? I don't know, but they, you know they are. Uh, oh, man. I, I For one, I'm all I'm going to say Cameron other. Diaz. I'm going to say Cameron Diaz uh, is going to be in that. You um, know what? You know what? I'm going to say, uh, uh, let's just throw in... Uh, Julia Roberts? No, nah, I think Penelope Cruz. I think Penelope Cruz will be in it. You know, there probably isn't all Lupita Nyong'o. She will be in it. If we Google Pornhub, there's a porn all-female version of Ocean's Eleven, I'm sure, already out there. Let the moisture fix your casino. Anyway, look, I hope that... That was really the best you could do for a porn version of Ocean's Eleven. I'm thinking about Bernie and the future of the world. I'm not thinking about... You couldn't have said, you know, the daisy chain break-in or something like that? No. Okay. Couldn't have said... (laughs) <laughs> muff diving for oysters I don't know bro Muff diving for oysters I'm trying to think what You muff divers for do? clams Oh my god Will you? But oysters have pearls I was thinking, Where would you go to steal You know clams don't have anything valuable in them Except for the clam itself Exactly I ain't afraid of no ghost 
This has been me with Lee. Tell the people where they can find you. It's uh, rudepundit.blogspot.com and on the Twitter machine, at rudepundit. Uh, oh, and Facebook, too, if you want to actually comment on things. Yeah, he doesn't allow comments on his website because he's scared. <laughs> no, it's because of you read comment threads? I ain't afraid of no comments. Goodbye, everybody! The Final Edition Radio Hour will be right back. Tony, we gotta come up with a promo. Our listeners don't know enough about all the great stuff the Final Edition does. Even when we tell them it's all this, like, blah, 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 dot, 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 URL crap. No one gets what that is on radio. They just tune it out. Well, I have the perfect way to hold their attention while we give them the goods. When I was at the National Lampoon in the 70s, our most famous cover had a cute mutt with a 38 Magnum to its head and the legend, buy this magazine or we'll shoot this dog. Yeah, I remember that, but how does that help us? It was a visual image for a magazine. Meet Freckles. Freckles? Oh, there, there. Good boy. What's the matter then? Also, meet my 38 Magnum. Jesus Christ, you have a gun? Don't wave that thing around here. Is that thing loaded? Sure is. Hey, listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour on Progressive Voices on TuneIn. If you don't stay tuned to this promo while Jeff gives you all the necessary info about our fabulous website and our fabulous YouTube channel and other fabulous stuff we do, I will shoot this dog. Jesus, man, take the gun out of that defenseless animal's ear. Uh Uh-uh. Give him a good, Jeff. Oh, my God. Poor Freckles. Okay, fine. Hey, listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour, you want more of what we do, go to thefinaledition.com. Our radio airs on this network on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at 8, as well as Wednesday at midnight. We've also got an album, we've got a Twitter feed, we've got a great YouTube channel, Facebook, everything you can want at thefinaledition.com. Now, tell them to tap all that into their iPhones or leave themselves an audio memo. No, I won't. I told them enough, Tony. I'm calling the SPCA. Tell them, tell them, or the dog gets it. I'm cocking the gun right now. Okay, listeners, Please, uh, write this down, thefinaledition.com, thefinaledition.com. Go there for everything you want from the final edition or this crazy old British coot is going to plug old freckles. Okay, that wasn't so hard, was it? Come here, freckles, you dumb old chum. Hey, hey, get down. Get, get down. Get away from me. Get you crazy cunt. Good job, freckles. Get, get him. Sick him. Oh, yeah, this is Jeff Chrysler God. for the final edition of Radio God, Hour on Progressive Voices on oh, TuneIn. God. 8 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday nights. Midnight on Wednesday. God. No, Freckles, put that thing down. You don't have opposable thumbs. No. Hello, this is Susie Neverwet. Reporting from Amner Hall in Norfolk, England, the stately home of Prince William and the Duchess of Cambridge. I'm privileged to be with fairy tale royal baby Princess Charlotte of Cambridge, who has just finished her first birthday party. And also, a big bonus, her loyal royal brother, that blonde dreamboat Prince George of Cambridge. How was the party, guys? I'm not a guy. I'm a girl! Why do you yank cunts always call girls guys? She hasn't got a penis, has she? (laughs) Well, it's just a way we Americans try to be friendly. I got a penis. It's huge. Almost an inch. That is big. You're such a big boy now. Your royal cuteness, Princess Charlotte. How did you like your presents? 
Load of fucking bollocks! A rugby sleep suit, bloody baby blankets, fucking nappies! And rattles! Bugger me! That sounds lovely! Soft, sweet eagle presents for a soft, sweet eagle princess! <laughs> People think I fucking lie around in bed and rattle and poo the whole time! You do poo all the time! You're a big bag of stinky poo! Your poo smells like great-grandma's breath! Hmm, now I'm one! I'm gonna get you! I'm the heir and you're the spare! I'm the heir and you're the spare! Not if I kill you. Little Princess Charlotte, if you don't like the presents you got, what would you like? A gun. Like little kids have in America. Oh, you mean you want a big, soft, cuddly gun toy? No, a Glock 19 MOS. Then I can shoot someone. Accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you, sweet little fairy tale baby princess, want to shoot anyone? Because I'm a princess. We're royals. We can kill anyone we like. (laughs) That's a fun game to play, but... When I'm queen, I'm going to kill lots and lots and lots and lots of commoners. Actually, little Prince George, you're going to be king. Starting with you. Not if I've got the gun, you won't. You're a tosser. Mum says you look just like great-grandma. That's why I'm going to shoot her. Accidentally. (laughs) Princess Charlotte, you are the spitting image of Queen Elizabeth. You're a big, fat baby frump. And you look like a big, fat baby Donald Trump. So, he bonks lots and lots and lots and lots of ladies in their twat. When I'm three, I'm going to bonk ladies in their twat. All the time, like Uncle Harry. (laughs) That's so sweet. So, from the beautiful country home of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, it's time to leave little Princess Charlotte and her treasure trove of lovely first birthday presents. Good night, sweet prince and princess. May flights of angels... Go bonk yourself. No one else will. What do you do in your Calvin Klein underwear? I dance in my Calvin. I flex in my Calvin! I steal my neighbor's newspaper in my Calvin's. Stop that man! Calvin Klein underwear. They're for middle-aged dads, too. What do you do in your Calvin's? I sing in my Calvin's. I unclog the damn toilet in my Calvin's. Calvin Klein underwear. They're for moms as well. What do you do in your Calvin's? <laughs> I have pillow fights in my Calvin's. <laughs> I sit in the dark, wondering why my family left me in my Calvin's. <laughs> Calvin Klein underwear. They're also for lonely, sad men. What do you do in your Calvin's? I uh, get my back shaved in my Calvin's. I shave my husband's gorilla back in my Calvin's. I practice my sermons in my Calvin's. Amen. Amen. Calvin Klein underwear. Yeah, I get my colon checked in my Calvin's. I watch fish porn in my Calvin's. Who let all these people in here? I listen to coaches' pep talks in my Calvin's. You suck. I fake orgasms in my Calvin's. Ah! 
I recruit ISIS members in my Calvins. I go squirrel hunting in my Calvins. Calvin Klein underwear. Everyone, put on your clothes and get out of my booth. Darren, thank goodness IT's here. The thing has been running slow all day, and I still haven't started on my inventory report. Oh, no worries. Let's see what you've got here. And how are things going for you, Donna? Fine. Mm-hmm. You feel like it's running slow? Yeah. Or do you feel like everything else is running fast? I don't see how that would affect the computer. Well, what I'm saying is maybe the problem is less with the computer... And more with Donna. What are you doing? I'm just trying to help you address your problems. That's what we're learning in my Psych 1 seminar. I'm sure that's great, Darren, but please don't analyze me. I tried restarting it like three times. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like we're always restarting, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel like this happens every week. Sometimes it feels like we don't get to put down roots in our fast-paced, reinvent-yourself world. Is that a notepad? Can't you run security software or something? You don't feel secure? Well, I only visit verified sites. And verification brings safety. Well, when I was a kid... I, hey! Just fix the computer. Well, you know, in my Psych 1 seminar... I'm not talking to you until you do your job. Well, sometimes we want security to come in the form of some download from above. But the truth is, we have to be our own antivirus. Oh, hi there, Donna. How's the report coming? I haven't gotten to it because my computer is running slow. Okay. It's your computer. Oh, hey, Darren. Thanks for your advice. Psych 1 seminar. Psych 1 seminar. Bye. Do you feel like Mr. Peters listened to you? To me, it seems like he's frustrated that you're taking longer than expected. Yeah, because you haven't fixed the computer. Well, you know, in my Psych 1 seminar, we learned that people sometimes shift blame to cover up... I don't want to hear about it! I don't care about your life outside of work. I don't care about you. You're an IT guy. We shit on you and you get our stuff done. That's the relationship. You want to know my problems? You're right. I am insecure. I'm totally insecure. I grew up without friends and can only find self-esteem through professional praise. I hate myself, Darren. Is that what you want to hear? I hate myself! How are you feeling now? You know what? I can't believe I actually feel a lot better. Wow, I like... I like. I know it's cliche, but I feel like a huge weight has lifted. I mean, wow, that's really great, Donna. See ya. Wait, the computer is worse than before. Yeah, I'm terrible at multitasking and finishing what I start, but that's all covered in Psych Two. So I'll see you later. <sighs> Fucking Psych One seminar. Thank you for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. Humans providing their voices to the Final Edition include Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hindra, Jeff Chrysler, Jeff Hendrick, Dan Vitale, Jessica Park, Barry Link, Ebby Parker, John Marshall, Rachel Rauch, Steve Rosenfield, James Mount, 
Rob Miller, Leah Krinsky, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, Ann Tuchel, Darby Worley, Ben Kirchner, Gil Barron, and Bridget Fitzgerald. Writers for the final edition include Bruce Cherry, James Mount, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Ben Kirchner, Bridget Fitzgerald, Rob Gordon, Gil Barron, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Jessica Park, Ebby Parker, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, Leah Krinsky, John Marshall, Kurt Weitzman, Eve Weston, Leslie Shapira, Kate Knowles, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The final edition was produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production and direction by Barry Lank. Audio editing and sound design by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The final edition is the property of the final edition LLC. Copyright 2016.